This episode of the Knicks Film School Podcast is brought to you by our new sponsor, Oakley. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try it for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglass brands in my life, and I can assure you that Oakley is not just the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head on over to oakley.com for more information today. Sam Garcia, Tory Craig with the biannual to be a backup for again. You're, you're, first of all, I think Tory Craig has kind of elevated himself above t- 13 minutes a game behind Julius Randle. Tory Craig's a good player, and uh, I, I wonder if he's like going to be the best player that gets squeezed out of significant dollars in free agency. I'm a little surprised he hasn't signed yet. Um, they're not, they're not just, they're not going to add another player to this rotation. They're just not going to do it. <laughs> Just be ready, guys. They're not going to a 10-man rotation. It's just not happening. Not with the guys they have here. Um, if they end up going to a 10-man rotation next season, I, I could promise you there will be significant changes to the to the existing roster between now and the opening of the, of the season. Thanks, Sam. Uh, Frank Sound, they better not F up Q-Dog for Humpty Dante. I love Humpty Dante. That's a great nickname. Q Dog. I don't think Q Dogs. I'm assuming you're, you're talking about Quentin Richardson or Quentin Richardson. Jesus Christ, Quentin Grimes. Um, show my age there. I think Quentin Grimes is a still a big part of their plans. I think they're really high on Quentin Grimes, and I like the fact that Tibbs went. Look, we don't have to go revisit it. It was a, it, he fucked up at the time. It was. It turned out the, it was the wrong move, Tibbs to go with hard in the starting lineup and 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 not Grimes, even though it, there was logic to it. The fact that he went back to Grimes, that sh- that told me something about their faith, his faith in particular in Quentin Grimes. And um, I know Quentin Grimes didn't have great playoffs, but um, I think he's going to be fine. He's a worker. I would agree with that. Yeah. All right. Jordo. We're going to see if we get out of here in under an hour. Jordo, one, three, three, four. Does it make sense to hold Fournier's expiring to make a run at a possible free agent? No, or, there's no cap space for whatever it's worth. Yeah. We're, I don't Yeah. We're not, we're not going to, or IQ extension next year. Hart Hardenstein technically expiring as well. Um, Hart is, well, Hart is going to be extended. That's, you could put that in pen. Um, Hardenstein is expiring and uh, they will have Sims on another year if they want. I believe that's a team option. Uh, so that's a way to shave some money, but uh, no, they're going to, they're going to move on from Fournier. It's just a matter of how we'll see. Thanks, Jodo. Juanan, the prophet Robert Randolph says one more trade is coming. I hope you boys have a third emergency live stream in you. I kid, or do I? I mean, if they make another trade, you know we're going to be talking about it. I don't, you know, I don't know what oh, else yeah. to say. Robert Randolph, the prophet, man. That's a scary thought. I did. did you see? I, I I don't want to get into this. I haven't seen much Twitter because okay. Elon Musk decided to run his own product into the fucking ground. So <laughs> no, I didn't even see the tweet that you had with my image because someone had to send it to me because <laughs> I had exceeded whatever the fuck my rate limit is. 
Like this is the early 2000s and there's a minutes plan. Like just the stupidity of this. You know, it would be even better if he, oh, ruined, the, he ruined Christmas. He ruined Christmas, John. This is my what would have been beautiful. If um, if when you lied on Twitter today, you heard somehow, even if your phone was on silent, you heard like the, the old dial tone from when you used to have to log on to like AOL with the with a dial up connection. That would have been funny. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Um, Drew P. PG is staying and other teams would outbid us for OG. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, feels like this is the roster. It might be. We'll see. Who would Leon prefer if both asked out next year? Giannis or Embiid? Whoa! That's a question. Who would Leon prefer? Same same cost? I mean, I I would assume Giannis. I, right? Is, there, is this a trick question? Right? I mean, I would assume it as well, but with that being said, you have CAA, you I've, have a more precarious situation in Philly. Um, Giannis, I still, I would imagine he still signs the Supermax when eligible. Um, I'll, I'll believe, I'll believe Giannis is really gets out there. Like, is, is a, is a, like, there, there's a Giannis trade, trade, trade sweepstakes. I'll believe that when I see it. Because if you're if you're the Bucks and you're, I mean, just like man, fold your franchise. If you lose Kareem, it, I don't care if it's fifty years apart. If you lose Kareem and, and Giannis in, in the same like lifetime, no, just stop. Uh, thanks, Drew. JS, I'm proud to be a Knicks fan today. That's great. Are you proud to be a Knicks fan today? Yeah. That's great. Wow, I wow. can't believe she's talking. Where does the time go? I don't know. I really don't know. Uh, James Choi, giddy up. Let's go New York Wildcats. Uh, someone's got to make that shirt. Um, we are Glenn a better Yoda. team. <laughs> Whatever. We yeah. are a better team today than we were yesterday. Love Obi, but this is good for him. It is good for him. Nobody's disagreeing about that. Let him own his next deal. Love Dante DiVincenzo. If no other moves, if no other moves, <laughs> <laughs> closes. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Substack. Yes, shout out to Substack. Um, the Substack community has been on fire today. Oh my goodness! Now I got the other one. Um, no other moves. Who closes? It's the same. I was going to say it's nothing same. changes. Yeah. At least, unless there's, unless RJ is able to take the leap that is greater than what Josh Hart baseline is um, from a closing perspective because of what they each bring and how like that's where it goes. But as of right now, I would imagine it's Tibbs looking at Brunson, one of quickly and Grimes, um, Hart, Randall and Robinson or Hart and Stein, depending on matchups, foul trouble, etc. I'll give you, I'll give you a hot take. I think um, of every other than, Jalen and Julius, to me, the safest bet on the roster that's going to close games is Josh Hart. And I think it's... I think if RJ takes steps this year, maybe he gets a, maybe he gets closes over quickly. That's hot take. Yeah, that's up. Um, thanks, James. D. Eubanks. Is this Drew... Drew Eubanks, who just signed with the Suns. Uh, are Dante DiVincenzo and Quentin Grimes a bit redundant? Who starts? 
uh, Grimes is going to keep starting, but again, there's no such thing as redundancy when you're talking about this sort of position. This is, again, I, I don't want to repeat myself, but everybody wants these guys. If you can shoot, you can defend, you can move with the ball, like, you're always going to be in demand. Redundancy Thanks, is also, like, this isn't the same redundancy as Randall and Obi. This oh. is, these are two players who can very easily play next to each other in addition to one playing ahead of the other. Um, look, here's there. Are they both a little small? Yes, they're both a little small. That absolutely matters. Um, you can only have so many swing, so many small-ish wings on your roster, but you can definitely have two of them. And um, like, look, the Clippers tried to assemble their entire team composed of like players of this ilk. Again, you want them to be a little bit bigger, ideally. Um, but uh, yeah, no, no such no such thing as too many of these guys. Thanks, D. Christopher Davis. So we got to find a way to get Macau Bridges, right? I enjoyed Josh Hart uh, dipping his toe in the tampering waters earlier tonight. Uh, tweeted out uh, to Macau, like, hit me up. Uh, I, ju- I You want to get a little nuts? You know what I'm going to say. What? You know exactly what I'm going to say. Say it. 1984. I'm sorry, 1983. I- right? Year of my birth. Yes, 1983. Last time the Knicks and Nets have made a trade. Jo- uh, Josh Hart. Mikal Bridges has three years left. Three? Yeah, three. Three years left on his extension. He is, uh, barring something crazy, he is not, unless the CBA, no, the CBA can't get changed again because it will run through at least three or more years. He is not extending off of his current contract. It is, he, he he's it's just it, there's zero financial incentive for him to do so not going to happen so there are three years until he is going to hit unrestricted free agency um that's interesting to me that's all that's interesting to me that's interesting to me but not from the next perspective So, I so, agree. so let, me get, I, let me get this straight. I agree. The Brooklyn I, Nets no, I'm not, I'm not turn down this. like four first round picks I know. for Mikhail Bridges and they're gonna trade are now going to turn around and go to their crosstown rival and deal him as the Knicks are on the ascending track and could eventually assemble a team that is championship caliber worthy and the Nets have to reckon with the fact that they gave Bridges, even if it's for an overpay, to the Knicks as they are contending in their own city. I I just wonder if the if the Nets. I'm. I looked, and the Nets. The, the Nets. Maybe the Nets trade for Damian Lillard to win the championship next year. I, and who the hell knows what's going to happen? But if the Nets are, are are middling their way along for the next two years, <laughs> GMAC says ew in the chat. Uh, if the if the Nets are like just kind of meandering for for two years, and and Mikal is a year away from free agency, kind of like uh, uh, the OG and Roby situation right now. Um, listen, I we're getting ahead of ourselves. I love that you're a dreamer. I am but, a dreamer, but this one is uh, this does this doesn't feel like it, man. I'm sorry, Cal Bridges. I know, I know, it's fine. Uh, Richard Davis, anyone other than PG that fits the squad as well? Uh, from a basketball perspective, I'm, I'm not sure there other than Cal Bridges. No, uh, reason realistic targets. I I don't think so. Again, like Tobias Harris, but you're gonna want something else back because if you're moving RJ. You're, you're valuing the upside of a 23-year-old on, on four years of team control. Philly's not going to necessarily want uh, RJ. I mean, maybe, but he doesn't seem to fit Mori Ball. Point being, it's it, like 
And that to me doesn't feel like a realistic scenario. So does Philly take that deal? I know the math doesn't work, but uh, our Leon calls him tomorrow. RJ for Tobias, straight up. Uh, Tobias, uh, RJ and Fournier? I, I think they would look at it as a D'Angelo Russell Warriors type situation, which is Kevin Durant's leaving. D'Lo is the best we can get in terms of a player and asset back. We can so RJ's D'Lo flip. in this case. <laughs> right, well, yeah, and I don't mean that as disrespect. I, I mean that from a contract perspective. Right, see. Taking a young player, moving them when you can, getting something else back, going in that sense. Okay, that's fair. Uh, thanks, Richard. Uh, Josh, so focused. Just joined the party. So sorry if already answered. But how did the Knicks solve one of their biggest problems last season and lack of size? Was that one of their biggest problems last season? In what sense? I mean... I don't think... Yeah. They were... So the Knicks were a, were a bad defensive rebounding team uh, for much of the year. I don't... But Obi's not a good, def- a good defensive rebounder. Uh, I'm not saying DiVincenzo's great. I, I think that is... I don't know. I, I, it I wasn't the size. It was the spacing. And, no, and I'm, the, talking, and the I'm talking about specifically defensive rebounding. I know. I know you are, but I'm saying I don't, I, I don't feel that the size was the issue. No, I don't feel like a lack of size was their issue last year. Yeah, I agree with that. Um no, I think they I think they had defensive rebounding issues, but I'm not sure I attribute that. Like RJ's as big as anyone in the league at his position and like he's was there last year, he's still on the team. I, I don't know. I I think that's a bit of a but I'll tell you this. One of the I'd say arguably the number one issue plaguing the Knicks defense was the lack of uh deflections because they were 30th in deflections. I, and DiVincenzo's great at that. But you know who else was pretty great at that last year? Paul George. Yep. <laughs> uh, if I'm looking at players who played uh, at least 50 games last season, you got Van Vliet, number one, OG Ananobi, number two, Shea Gilgis, Alexander, number three, Paul George, number four. I like how you just kind of skip past OG Ananobi there. No, well, no, I, I mentioned his name. I mean, I said 50 players. You know, OG, I don't OG. Think, uh, Jacob Gilliard, all due respect to him and his one game I played for, for the Grizzlies is up there. But um I I think they're I think they're you know what they're you know what a big issue for them also was and it was talked about a lot at the time. Uh they were a really poor team in terms of transition defense. Um I think even Chenzo will help there too. Again, he's just another smart ball player. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Thanks, Jeff. Uh, Dom Cappuccini. I have, I have a not so smart friend who's complaining, comparing this to the Evan deal and is threatening to stop being a Knicks fan again. Uh, tell him sayonara. What can I say about Dante to win him over? LOL. Keep on trooping for us guys. Um, I, I don't, I mean, I, I've, I've lost the ability to try to convince people, uh, these sorts of things long ago. I, I here's what I would say. They paid Evan Fournier in terms of if you can if you factor in the rise in the cap. Evan Fournier in like 2023 equivalent dollars, they gave him how many? You know, 19 million a year. 
uh, whereabouts, right? So they're paying him about 50% more per year. The, the Fournier contract is about 50% more per year than DiVincenzo. So a much more expensive player. And more to the point, I think Evan Fournier throughout his career before he came here was always kind of an up and down player and always had highs and lows and was always a, let's say, an iffy defensive player. And also it was a really tricky fit coming here and adapting to a role that he had never really embraced before. And he was open about the fact that like Tom Thibodeau was like, I need you to do more of this, even though this is, you know, I mean, shooting out of a phone booth, really. Um, And so he was a really frustrating player. By the way, though, he was also really good offense. He's been a really good offensive player when he got consistent playing time for the Knicks. The issue was really in terms of kind of the lapses on the defensive end, and and that's the biggest difference. Not that Divincenzo was a smart, engaged, hardworking defender. Um, Fournier is just that's not his strong suit. And I think the biggest difference between the two of them is 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 on the defensive end. You know, Fournier could create shots that Dante Divincenzo is never going to dream of taking. That's why he got paid the money he got, but that's not really what this team needed. You know, they need more of a guy who's like a scaled down version, but is more even keeled across the board. That's why you're going to like Dante DiVincenzo, I think. A lot of it, yes. The pull-up shooting, as you just mentioned, was huge for Fournier. That's not yeah. what DiVincenzo's game is predicated on. That's more the catch and shoot. But you get the defensive factor in there. Uh, look, if your friend wants to stop being a Knicks fan because Dante DiVincenzo is the straw that breaks the camel's back, I think there are deeper-rooted issues with the fandom. That's, so but that's That's... Uh, for your friend to determine. And uh, I wish them well, whether they are a Knicks fan or not moving forward. I wish them well between your, your friend and his God. Um, thanks Tom. Appreciate you as always. Uh, Vasilas Papas sad day for me. Kings took Euro leagues MVP from my team. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Sasha Vez, uh, They got a stud. Wish the Knicks had better international scouting. Talent level here is better than ever. Go Olympiacos. Go Knicks. Okay, well, I'm sorry. He's he's not coming over. Um, I didn't the Kings like have his rights or something? Because I believe they did. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Uh, and like that. I mean, they drafted Rokas. Rokas has been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see if he ever comes over. We'll see. I don't know. Well. One, all right, one step at a time. But you know, you know my opinion I, on on where I know. Uh, Turnpike Mike, RJ, and two unprotected picks to Brooklyn for Macal Bridges. Um, don't think, don't think the Nets are going to go for that one. It's my gut feeling. Two protected picks. Excuse me, I misread that. Yeah, the Nets are definitely not going to go for RJ. Two protected. I would like to be I would like that call to be made on a recorded line and I would like to hear Sean Marks uh, response when whoever Gerson Rosas or someone proposes that trade. Yeah, I I would we'll hope that Leon's <laughs> able to finish that sentence before there's uh, uh, you know laughter. I get I look I get it. But that like that is the type of offer or it's like if, if someone else was like, hey, what if the Knicks gave up Jalen Brunson for a good young player um, and picks that just aren't worth no. a ton? Like we would be we would be saying no chance. Absolutely not. There, it's it's tough because, again, he's not going to extend off the number. So it's it's a great contract, but it's also kind of a tough contract 
because you're 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 just you're boxing you're you're boxing yourself into three years and then you're gonna have unrestricted free agency. It's a long winded way of saying I think there's an argument that Mikal Bridges is one of the certainly one of the twenty best at, trade assets in the league. I, I I don't know if I'd go higher than that. I think he's in the top twenty though. He's really good. Uh, thanks, Turnpike Mike. Javier Montalvo. Montalvo. We started the offseason needing taller, a sh- taller shooting wing, and now we got another shooting guard. And down Obi, honestly, aren't we still an incomplete squad? I mean, if your definition of a complete squad is a team that is a contender, um, then yeah, they're still incomplete for sure. I don't know that there was a path for them to get to being a complete squad if that's your definition, a realistic one this summer. Um. So, yeah, Rome wasn't built in a day. They think back to what this front office inherited three years ago. Come a long way mm-hmm. in building this thing. Uh, thanks, Javier. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. And now, a quick break to tell you about our new sponsor, Bird Dogs. Do you want a pair of shorts that aren't just comfortable but make you look good? Well, Bird Dogs has just what you need. Their stretch khakis are designed to fit slimmer, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. That's because they aren't like regular shorts, which are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. Instead, they invented a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khakis, but stretches. Now, you get a way slimmer fit fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs also use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all summer long. So I'll ask again, want to look good while being comfortable? Don't hesitate. Head to birddogs.com to check out their full catalog of shorts, pants, and so much more. You can also use the promo code POOL to receive a free Yeti-style tumbler with your first order. Again, that's birddogs.com. That's bird. B-I-R-D dogs, D-O-G-S dot com and promo code pool, P-O-O-L to receive a free Yeti style tumbler with your first order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Hey, what's up? Jonathan Macri here with our good friends at Oakley to tell you why Julius Randle's All-NBA season was more than meets the eye. In scoring over 1,900 points this season, Randle moved into 20th place on the franchise's all-time scoring list. He also averaged just over 25 points a night, becoming the seventh Nick ever to do so. Finally, he became just the 57th player ever to top 57 points. How's that for some symmetry? Yes, we're disappointed by his playoff performance, but even so, this season from Julius Randle gave us more than meets the eye. 
What's up, Knicks fans? Express your style and build a look that's made just for you. Oakley's changing the game, and it's time to discover a whole new world of possibilities. Do you run, golf, train, or just want to look like your favorite athlete? Then you need to get yourself a pair of Oakley's today. Suited for everyday eyewear with frames and lenses allowing for an extension of self and an expression of your personality, with Oakley, there's more than meets the eye. Here at Knicks Film School, our motto is look good, play good, and that's why Oakley is the perfect partner for us. Not a one of us leaves the house in the morning without our Oakleys. And listen up, because it's officially almost summer, which means you need to upgrade your sunglass game now. Check out Oakley.com to get yourself a pair today. Also, did you know that Oakley even offers prism lens technology? Now, I know what you're thinking. GMAC, what the hell is that? Well, it's a technology solely used by Oakley and available for everyday settings as well. Want to know more? Head on over to oakley.com and check it out for yourself. And while you're there, get yourself a pair of everyday glasses. That'll be sure to change your look for the better. When you wear Oakley, there really is more than meets the eye. Don't trust me? Try it for yourself. I've worn a lot of sunglass brands in my life, and I can assure you that Oakley is not only the best looking, but the best quality out there. Head on over to oakley.com for more information today. Marlon Small, what's going on, Marlon? Do you think setting getting Dante at four years, fifty million, Brunson four years, one hundred and four, gives the Knicks a range to pay Emmanuel quickly in? He has to outplay Dante to be paid more. Um, let's earn I, more I don't know what, than Dante. Let's just, what? Let's be upfront. He will earn much more than Dante Divincenzo. Yes, he will. I want to ask you a question. I'm going to use this question to ask you a question. Do you think quickly gets extended this summer? Yes. Again, I cannot shake the continuous soup idea where the Knicks would rather just give him the money and get to the matching salary minimum, and they're happy. And that sucks as someone whose second favorite favorite player on this team is quickly, Ken Brunson. But in a world, in a stars league, you look at the stars, and you have to keep your options open. And even if that doesn't wind up happening, you have set yourself in position where it's, if we needed to do this for someone else, we still have that avenue. Uh, Alex Krampus. Hey, guys. Thanks for the around the clock coverage. You're welcome. Have you guys heard anything about Levine Knicks today? So a couple fan posts saying it's a sure thing, but Twitter sucks and haven't seen much else. Um, the only thing I saw, and I, I kind of ashamed that I followed this Twitter account, but I did, if I'm just full disclosure, this this anonymous something or other person. Um, maybe Andrew knows the name. I don't know. I'll scroll really quick, see if I can find it. I know you're talking about yeah, uh, some some person who claims to know things and has gotten some stuff right, so he, he got some attention. Uh, you know, the amateur NBA analyst. I feel bad that I'm giving this person like, oh, I can't even see his tweets because my rate limit has exceeded. That's a shame. But he tweeted something uh, along the lines of like, something's happened on on the Levine front, not with the Knicks, but like, just in general. I I don't know. Well, there's been some sort of conversation about the idea of Levine, if he is moved, going to Philly, you know, and that sort of move where, but I look, here's, here's the real situation right now. There is Damian Lillard, James Harden, um, potentially Zach Levine, potentially Paul George. And there are like five or six teams out there that are all actively involved and maybe probably closer to seven. So there's a lot to parse out here. And I think the major question is which domino falls first I wonder if the first domino is going to be Harden. I still would imagine he goes to the Clippers. I still wonder how much uh, equity the Clippers have in terms of acquiring James Harden. 
Um, but a lot can change. Damian Lillard now on the market. Maybe he was on the market before. It was only really just out there that it's publicly released. It could have yeah. been after Scoot was drafted. He was like, I'm out. But they kept it in-house. And now potentially here we are. It seems like the Heat are trying to move quickly. Uh, and and you hear about Brooklyn Nets as a Tyler Hero option potentially too. So, or, or other teams. Yeah. So there are just like three, at least, stars that could be on the move. Um, and that's, it just takes one to fall. We got the Houston issue out of the way. So Houston's pretty much done. You move on to the next one and you see what happens from there. And I'm sure it's going to be chaos within the next few days. It would not shock me in the slightest, but um, it seems like Levine to the Knicks is dead and that's fine based on the size in a lot of ways, right? Like if you have DiVincenzo here, obviously it's the same. It's kind of the same thing to me where if you moved RJ and Fournier out and you got Levine in, cool, you still you don't have the the size advantage and you still have a ton of players who need minutes at the 2-3. Yep. So it just doesn't, I don't think it computes. I'd be surprised, Alex, but we'll see. TK, uh, is this Hushu? Yeah, I think it is. Somebody tells me the Knicks aren't quite done. Something tells the two of us that the Knicks aren't quite done either. Uh, we'll see. Javier... Montalvo, what a cutie. Oh, I'm, I'm assuming you're not referring to me and Jeremy, uh, but my my youngest, too, was was swept away by my wife. I don't. My God, it's 930. Jesus Christmas. I hope at least one of my children is asleep. Um, but thank you, Javier. ML Nair. Jeremy, I hope you're right. What does the Clipper roster look like now after the signings? Does it make sense for um, to for them to make a trade with the Knicks? Uh Who I've lost track of where they're at. Um, I know they've made a nice move today. They picked up KJ Martin for two seconds. Mm-hmm. Russ is back. I I don't know. I I it seems like they still want to keep Paul George, but I don't know. I'm not sure. It really is what salary because they can send other salary to get James Harden. They've got Batum. They've got Man. Uh, they've got Covington, they've got Morris, but most of those guys are not the best options that you would want back. They don't really, they have picks that are later that could be beneficial for sure. But I don't know. It just, uh, I guess if you're the Clippers in terms of the roster, if you do get Harden, what you put around him, is it Fournier? Is RJ? How are these players moving? It's just a lot to parse through and it kind of just going to take one domino to fall before we can get to the other stuff um yeah yeah no well said thanks ml ed flood should we be worried about the heat getting dame i am i i think that's a i think that's a great fit yeah of course but i'd say focus inward andrew has a question (laughs) that he just texted us i uh why resign russ if harden is in the cards i think that's a great question um I mean, Russ could still be your sixth man, right? Even if you bring in Harden. They got him at a fair number, right? Mm-hmm. Um, may, I, if, I, guess you're, I, I guess implicit here is like, why couldn't they have waited until the Harden situation shook out and then gone after Russ? Who knows? Maybe someone else wanted Russ. I don't think so. I think Russ was always wanted to go back there and, was kind of destined to go back there, but 
It's a fair question. Like if you if they get Harden, I think they still would want Russ. But uh, you know, that's Agreed. the best answer I got. Yeah. Uh, Jake Selig, what's going on, Jake? Thanks so much for the very generous contribution. We appreciate you, man. Thank you. Um, what's up, Jonathan? Jeremy really liked the DiVincenzo signing. Gives the Knicks a much-needed shooting and another ball handler. Only question is, what do we do with the backup power forward spot? Maybe someone like Torrey Craig. Again, I, I think Torrey Craig, A, too good for a backup four spot to be playing 12 minutes a night. Um, B, they're not running a 10-man rotation. Uh, and, yeah, that's all I got. I just, they're going to, if they don't do anything else, I think they're going to trust Hart with that spot to play those minutes at the backup four. Yeah, and again, we've talked about Craig... And the fact that he doesn't like, there's good reason for why he might stay in Phoenix. They can pay him more. I'm shocked that that hasn't been. I mean, the only reason I can think of that that hasn't been, and again, for, for Craig would again, he'd have to be on the biannual. Which if they use, if the Knicks use the full biannual, as Jeremy said before, it takes the Knicks into the tax. The Knicks are not going to go into the tax for Tory Craig. And if he's coming here for whatever would amount to three or four, three point something million dollars. For one, I don't know that the Knicks want to skirt the tax that get that close to the tax. Um, but like, I have to think the reason he hasn't signed in Phoenix yet is he thinks that there's an opportunity for him to sign for more money elsewhere, and maybe he's just waiting on that offer. The Knicks cannot give him a lot of money. So, uh, cynic, speak a little on July seventh and what who to expect. July seventh is really just the cat date that he's eligible to be traded. Oh, yeah. That's really it. I I don't expect... I, the teams could agree to trade those players now. So we could hear about it now and then it just becomes official July 7th. So it's That's not really a date I have circled on my calendar. Jasso Focus, part of the last chat, issue get, is issues against tall, lengthy teams. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, like the Raptors. Knicks had fits with the Raptors in the regular season. I I think that had more to do with the Raptors on defense bothering, like, because the Knicks we know how they like to play on offense, and if you're a long rangy team who like gets in passing lanes and is all up in your shit, like that's not like Jalen Brunson doesn't want to deal with that. Julius Randle doesn't want to really deal with that. You know, RJ, I mean, you, that, like, think about why the Knicks would always lose to the Raptors. They get they turn the ball over a million times because what do the Knicks do? They drive. What do the Raptors do? They get their hands on the ball when you're driving and they t- t- turn it into turnovers and turn it into points like that is just like, you know, what's a what you know, what's a solution to that. Shoot the ball more like when you have an open three, shoot the open three. That's a good solution to that. And they got another shooter today. So, yeah. Thanks, Joe. That's the thing is like the Knicks, like they always just inside, inside, inside. Need another guy who could keep you honest from outside. Jean-Marc, Jeremy, what is our cap benefit if we... Jesus Christ, I almost knocked, fell off my chair. If we stretch Fournier for four years. So stretching Fournier would be three years because it would be the one year remaining plus two, which is the, the formula for it. But you'd be taking the salary that's owed to him and it's dividing it by three. So in this case, it'd be like a dead cap hit of a little over $6 million a year. There is no benefit. This is um, this is like doing the same thing to Joakim Noah, but where money is even more of a concern because the Knicks beforehand were just dealing with 
cap space and now they're dealing with luxury taxes and players actually needing to be paid for the first time compared to more so beforehand. They could stomach it before. They shouldn't have done it. They never should have done it. The Knicks won't do it. They shouldn't do it. Um, it's it's frozen. It's dead money. There's no point for the Knicks to go about this route. And I just like I think Brock Aller, for example, would rather give up <laughs> assets than commit to hamstringing himself three years down the line. I was about to say, I, I think Brock Aller would rather cut off his pinky toe than wave and stretch Evan Fortier. Yeah, it's just not a thing that they're gonna do. Um, thanks, John Mark. I, I listen. I appreciate the thought, but like that's just not something this this front office is, is going to engage in. Uh, Jeremy Franco, RJ plus Fournier for PG. How many firsts would we need to add? Um, it's a good question. It is. Let me, let me preface this by saying this one thing. I understand, obviously, that we get carried away and we are at a point of influence and we can't influence thought. The math being clean makes me really excited about how the opportunity can present itself. It also doesn't mean that the Clippers have any interest in moving Paul George, especially if they can move the flotsam of salary out and still get James Harden, who's on what is now essentially an expiring deal, get him in the building and still extend him and keep their big three. So yeah, it'd be great if they could get Paul George. I just, I want to reiterate that because I know I got excited earlier. um, And I just, I want to temper some sort of expectations too. With that said, I would imagine that in order to get him, it would be involving one unprotected pick, the 2024 unprotected pick. That's exactly and what I was going to say. one to two protected picks, depending on which ones. It would not be two. the Mavs pick. Let's do it two. would probably be... Right, but it would... The value would probably be closer to uh, the Pistons pick and maybe the Wizards pick. Pistons pick or the Bucks pick. Man, again, Bucks how pick- many suitors... If, if the Clippers wanted to move off of Paul George... How many other suitors would be there where it's worth their while because he's an older player, because yeah. they have to pay him a yeah. lot of money, because he misses a significant time? The yeah, drawbacks right. for why I wasn't thrilled about getting him in the first place, but would learn to love it because I could understand it. But I still would need time to really get into the mood uh, to get Paul George onto the next. Need some heavy petting. Uh, so by the way, Cynic was asking about what to expect for Summer League. Uh, the Trevor Kills show, I mean, yeah. Quickly is not playing. Sims, I think, is still recovering from his injury. He's not playing. Uh, Obi Toppin, I don't believe, is going to be playing uh, Summer League for the Knicks. I would be shocked if Quentin You mean Bryant Jacob Toppin? Or Obi no, Toppin. I meant Obi Toppin. Oh, yeah. I don't think he'd be playing for the Knicks either play this summer. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be the Trevor Kill show. I'm excited to see the, two, the, the two-way kid they got uh, uh, after the draft. Not Toppin, the other one. Um, I Again, I understand he's raw as all hell. But, um, yeah, I'm curious to see him. That's all. Todd Rahulik just wanted to give props to Jeremy. He does such a great job breaking everything down for dummies like myself. Jeremy, would you want to work in an NBA front office? Yeah, that'd be pretty sick, Todd. I would love to do that. That'd be a pretty awesome dream. But with that said, I look, I first of all, you're not you're not dummies about this. It's all complicated stuff. And this is stuff I get the pleasure of relearning because it's all, a lot of it's changing moving forward and I need to beef up on that. But uh, this is in so many ways, my creative outlet. I love talking with people and communicating and I love this team and what better way to do it than with my great co-host and a great production team and a great team that I have with me at KFS. So uh, I really appreciate the kind words, but uh, I'm also nothing without the support that I have here and outside of uh, this podcast with family and friends. So um, 
Yeah. Thank you. That's a that's a pro accepted speech right there. I mean, every word. <laughs> I know. You're, it's because you're a good guy. Uh, Sam Garcia's dad just tuned back in. Does Jeremy really think we're getting Paul George? If so, why? I think Jer- Jeremy actually just answered that question. So, yeah, ki- kind of no. Um, no, but, but why is what? But yeah, no, no. Sorry. Continue. No, but you're, why you're is interesting. It's like, again, why? That really is what it comes down to. Why would the Clippers trade Paul George? And it's I, I would imagine it's because they have more serious qualms about all the reason that Knicks fans have serious qualms about Paul George, about paying his next contract and about the injury issues and all these things. Um, I, I don't know. I think the one thing, if there's anyone I trust, it's Brian Windhorst as well, who said that the Clippers, they don't really want to break up. They want to have a big three. So it stands to reason why they would want to keep Paul George in their building because like, oh, you're telling me that we can add to this as opposed to swapping one out and swapping one in. Because if we can add to it, I mean, I got to tell you, when you open a new stadium a year from now, having Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and James Harden all under contract, that's going to sell some tickets. It's going to fill a lot of toilets. (laughs) Toilets. I think it's a good team, too, for what it's worth. Uh, Thanks, San Garcia's dad. Anthony Strano, how does Jeremy Grant feel today? I mean, look, Jeremy Grant feels great. 160 million reasons to feel great. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, Blake Griffin. It's it's fine. I that's why I was interested in in what Fred had to say about Grant. He's a great locker room guy, and so on and so forth. I I, I will be curious to see what that contract eventually fetches um, in trade. We'll see. Uh, hey guy, a guy wiser. Does D does Steven Chenzo only shoot well in spaced offenses like Golden State and Milwaukee? I went back and watched all of his shooting possessions from uh, just the playoffs. He uh, he he could shoot from some distance. And by the way, the thing about the Knicks offense is like he's gonna get open looks, you know, because he like think about how think about the Knicks offense. It's Jalen Brunson. He, he attracts some attention. It's Julius Randle. He attracts some attention. And then when they're either of those guys or RJ misses, it's Mitchell Robinson grabbing the offensive rebound or Isaiah Hardenstein grabbing the offensive rebound. And, and both and Mitchell Robinson has gone on the record and said, what do I do when I grab an offensive rebound? First thing, look for an open three-point shooter. This is, what their offense is, this is how their offense is built. They just need guys to hit those shots. I think it's going to be fine. I don't think you're going to see a, a, a big drop off the the assist stuff like that's, you know, the Warriors always lead the league in assists, So he's not going to average as many assists or assist percentage and all that stuff. But, um, you know, the skills are, tr- are translatable. Yeah. Also, I mean, look, Stephen Curry, is Stephen Curry, Giannis Antetokounmpo is Giannis Antetokounmpo. Jalen Brunson, he commands a lot of attention. Julius Randle. Commands a lot of attention. Took, talking about two guys who are among, what, top 10 in the league in terms of double teamed? Yes. They're going to need players to uh, to receive the kickouts. And maybe now that Julius is watching more film of himself, he can recognize, oh, I know exactly where Dante DiVincenzo is going to be. I know where Quentin Grimes is going to be. I know where Manu Quickly is going to be. I know where RJ Barrett's going to be. And where all these players are. Josh Hart. And you hope that Cool. It connects more, and then that gives you the opportunity, like with DiVincenzo, where now he's shooting even more uh, open shots, wide open shots. 
I'm going to actually go back on something I said earlier about, oh, man, it'd be really cool to see DiVincenzo and Grimes um, and Hart on the floor at the same time. I actually have a prediction that I'll make right now. Um, and I think this prediction is independent of anything else the Knicks do this summer. You're going to get 48 minutes of DiVincenzo and Grimes, meaning one of those guys will be on the floor at all times. And actually, I would not be surprised if... I, I, this is going to be a shocker to some. If Tibbs was somewhat rigid about this, I know, I know, I know. Tibbs rigidity in the same sentence. What are you trying to sell me here, Macri? <laughs> no, like forty for forty-eight minutes. I think, I I think that's your, that's your shooting guard. It's going to Grimes will start, and I think Divincenzo off the bench, and whether it's twenty-four, twenty-four, twenty-six, twenty-two, or whatever, just so the Knicks are always going to have that catch and shoot threat out on the floor. And I bet you that's I'm I'm prepared to write that maybe not in pen but in in pretty pretty dark pencil because just checks out. Yeah, no, I, I hear what you're saying. I yeah. don't disagree. Uh, Hushu, what's more likely in a B trade to the Knicks or Jay Wright coming out of retirement to coach the Knicks when Tibbs' contract is up? What you mean when he's uh, King Tibbs uh, in the, the GM spot? Uh, in B trade. Yeah, Jay Wright is living the life. He's wealthy, doesn't have to coach anymore, and that's it. It's pretty good to be rich and retired. Won two championships? Like, what's mm-hmm. better than that? Okay, on that note, I, I think we did it again. We, uh, I love how we go into every single podcast, the last two, being like, all right, we can roll through this one. It's fine. And then, bam, it's an hour and a half. For an hour and a half? And I love it because we have enough content to talk about and enough questions being asked, enough incredible support for us to last an hour and a half for another live stream, the second one of the day. If you you realize, John, that it was four hours and 45 minutes yesterday. It's the equivalent of three hours today. That's almost eight hours of content in a 27-hour span, 28-hour span, something like that. I, I don't know what to tell you, but... My ass is sore from sitting down, and I don't care because I'm having a blast. Uh, I'm having a blast, too. This is great. We are, I mean it when I say, and I speak on behalf of Jeremy and Andrew and the entire Knicks Film School team, we are honored to be able to do this. We are honored that people come and want to spend time with us when these sorts of things happen uh, and get our, I don't know what you want to call what we do, reaction, analysis, whatever. It's a role that we do not take lightly. Um, so thank you. Thank you, everybody, for your support over the last few days. Um, I guess this may be the last, could be, could be the last time we see you for a little while um, in terms of live streams. For sh- But, you know, we'll see. Thanks for tuning in, uh, Andrew. Unless there's nothing else, I'm going to bid everybody you do. Peace out. Take care. Enjoy your weekend.